Hey, welcome back. Certainly glad you could join us today. Welcome back to Definitely Not Art, your recreation destination for all things independent art. I'm your host, Jalen Holston, and joining me today is a dear, dear friend of both my Twitch streams and art life in general, the always amazing and lovely Cartsy. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. How are you doing? Doing pretty solid, man. It was, a, it was, a, it was definitely a Wednesday, you know, but uh, we made it. We're here. Yep. Thank God we made it. <laughs> we, thank God we made it. Indeed, it has been <laughs> such a week, but it's okay. Only two more days to go, and it's the weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wish it could come faster. No, oh, dude, same. So, so much same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, usually on this show, we like to get things started uh, by asking everybody uh, to tell me about your art journey. Like, when did you know you liked art, and then, like, kind of how you grew up with it and then like how it kind of turned into this career that you've made for yourself mm-hmm. yeah. um, so if I haven't um, or I guess I've talked a little bit about it before sometimes when we stream but um, as a kid I used to like to draw Pokemon a lot and that's kind of where I first discovered drawing characters and stuff yeah um, didn't we all but, you know yeah but the thing I, my family didn't really let me play video games even though like, Pokemon was about it. All other games were pretty much banned from the house. Which is kind of a funny turn when you realize where I've ended up. Yeah. <laughs> Playing Exorcism Horror with AG. Yes, that's yes. quite the quite the turnaround that we've got to here. I know. Um, but from there, I did some painting classes. And I just kind of did art. You know, like any art kid through high school. People ask you what you're drawing. You say, I don't know. Who are you drawing? I don't know. And then by the time I finished high school, I honestly had no idea what I wanted to do. And I was like, well, I guess I'll do art. It's the one thing I'm kind of okay at. And so I went to college, got an internship, and then I've been basically busting my ass freelancing um, and networking and stuff to where I am now. Damn. Damn. I mean, that is, that is that's definitely a journey because yeah. you went from hard band. We can't have hard Pokemon. Band. It's it's witchcraft to all of a sudden you're this like amazing. You like you're working in the, the, the shits of it, too. Like you're in there. You're doing the art stuff. You know, I'm doing some art stuff. Yeah, every day, every day it's art stuff. But I do think it's kind of funny when I bring up to my family about how they were like, you know, no Assassin's Creed. For the longest time. <laughs> yeah. And now but I'm now, like, oh. Look at you. Look at you fly. You get paid so, to play them sometimes, too. Oh, damn. Damn, damn, damn. That is amazing. Um, and obviously, like, there's things that are NDA that you can't al- always speak on. Um, but if you would, I mean, if you want to take some time and maybe name drop some stuff that you have worked on, I would I would love to know, like, what is your kind of catalog of things? Mm-hmm. 
Um, hold on, let me kind of go back into my little brain list that I have of what I worked on because it's been a little while. Um, I started out uh, on an, with an internship on Destiny 2, um, <laughs> specifically Warmind, um, when uh, Bungie was still paired with Activision. So I was on the Activision side. Um, oh and then, yeah, I loved it. It was so much fun. It was my first, like, um, kind of interaction with destiny as well like i had never played it until i oh got there i know um and after that i worked on a handful of like little startups little startup titles before i went to ea for madden oh wow you worked on madden yeah i worked on some madden um madden specifically 20 and 21 Oh, damn, my boy. You could have got me. Hold on. Hold on, Carsey. Now now I'm a little. You know I'm a Chiefs fan. And you know who was <laughs> on those covers. You could have got me at least a copy of the game to just kind of sit up here, even though I don't have an Xbox. You didn't say nothing about it. I didn't, I didn't know at the time. Oh, my God, Carsey. <laughs> if Bruh. I ever end up back, if I ever end up back, um, I'll, I'll get you a copy and um, I'll make sure it's signed by the studio. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's all I need. That's all I need in my life, you know? That's it. Um, after that, after that, I went to... Oh, after that, I left to go work for um, Adam Hawk. In between there, I did have some freelance jobs. Um, but it's funny because Adam Hawk as a studio kind of functions a little bit freelancey. Huh. So even though I'm technically not a freelancer, it definitely feels like it right now. Um, but I got gotcha. Since I've... Yeah, since I've been here, I've uh, I've done some stuff for I think I'm allowed to say this Call of Duty, and um, that's probably the biggest one. I've I've since moved to other things that I cannot name. Oh my god! Uh, when this episode drops, all of my my homies are gonna be like, "Dude, you didn't get us hooked up on anything." It's like I know, I know. <laughs> it's weird to ask. I literally was just playing Destiny 2 before we, before we got on <laughs> and since did this. But, um, but damn, that's an amazing kind of, uh, kind of career pathway that you've gotten. That's a definite, like, there's a variety of kind of games that you've done. Like, Destiny is definitely different than Call of Duty and such. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure those independent projects were all kinds of everywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for independent, it was I one of the little startups. Um, I had met... It was like a two-person indie studio. I had met them at GDC, and they asked me to do an environment. I haven't communicated with them since. I actually have no idea how they're doing. Um, called Eigenverse. And then um, after that, I worked on like some animation things. And I'm picking up a new freelance gig, I think starting next week, that I'm pretty excited about with a Woo-hoo. relatively large studio. And I, I think I can say that I'm working for them. I haven't signed it yet, so, but it'll be with Funcom. Oh, oh my God. Jeez, I'm pretty excited about that one. I'm just, I sit here in awe of you. I really do. Because that's kind of like, you know, when people talk about making it, you know what I mean? You're working with the big guns up there, you know, um, as far as being like an independent artist. So that's, that's just, I, I shock and awe. Shock and all. <laughs> I mean, you know, as long as you stay, uh, as long as you persevere, it's not if, but just when. Right, um, right. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. It can uh, take people a long time to get their foot in the door sometimes. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, how long did it take you to kind of break through those, like, um, I don't I want to say barriers, but, the you know, the, the rigmarole of trying to work for a big company, like, like how many portfolios did you send? How many times did you have to get ghosted on emails from the HR? Oh. Like, <laughs> Do you want an exact number? Because I can give it to you. Oh, if, I mean, <laughs> if you have an exact number. <laughs> I have an exact number. Or I have an approximate number. Um let me let me find it for you because um it was a lot and but part of the part of the thing is is I kind of refused to apply to jobs that required cover letters. So mm, I probably okay. shot myself in the foot a little bit with that. But it definitely it took me about a year out of college before I finally started getting notice um by I would say larger companies. Yeah. Um it took me about two hundred applications before EA finally <sighs> noticed me <laughs> damn that's oh my god how did you keep yourself like going with that because i think like after like maybe 10 i'd be like well fuck this you know what i mean i'm out like this is a this is a <laughs> lost cause as long as you don't do all 10 in the same day you <laughs> I'm, I'm sure like i only did like maybe one or two you know every couple days um and they just they honestly just start to pile up and they all blur together but something i found really helpful was keeping track of them so you don't accidentally apply to a studio twice or you can oh, say hey okay. when was the last time they rejected me should i apply again by now <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome oh my gosh wow 200 applications but i mean obviously worth it because oh yeah look like look where you're at now right yeah, no, there's definitely perks to to doing art as a job, I would say, you know, that I didn't necessarily anticipate when I decided to do art as a career. Um, gotcha. So I'm very grateful that I can do this. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the, you know, that's the dream that the, like us indie artists kind of always envision is like we, we make it, we can, we can support ourselves, we can still have that kind of um, life work balance that we want, you know, and, you know be able to do the fun stuff which is doing what we love and being able to be compensated fairly for it or at least yep an, an idea fairly right yep um yep so yeah that's that's incredible what are some of your like art career goals and like how are you going about getting them correct or like getting on track to do them i'm hoping that i can um find a studio that i want to forever which you know i'm still kind of figuring that out um, but, you know, honestly, the hardest part was just getting in in the first place. So I'm just glad I've made it that far. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, what was the second part of the question? Like, how are you going about to achieve those goals right. that you might have in your head? Like, are you, um, are you taking more like, uh, environmental classes? Are you working more on color mm -hmm. theory? Cause I, cause you do kind of like concept art stuff, uh, yes. along with most of your other art, right? Um, yeah. Um, in between, I was taking a couple classes. I decided to focus almost entirely on characters. Mm, okay. um, and that was kind of how I got myself in. It was just only doing characters. But um, for now, in order to like find another studio, I'm still applying to places, just kind of keeping my options open. Um, and I'm also attempting to do more personal work when I have the time, but I'm pretty busy. Right. Um, so just keeping my portfolio updated, um, trying out new software that comes out, you know, finding new quick ways to do things in order to get work done faster. 
is another yeah. one. Um, yeah, lots and lots of practice. Just keep practicing. Is what I'm just doing. Keep, just keep at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. TikTok famous. I know. I know the talk has been red hot amongst the the indie artists. Like, are you on the talk? Is that a big thing for you? Making like little quick tutorials on it or anything? <laughs> I am not on the clock app. No. Um, gotcha. I do. I I lurk though on other people's art. Gotcha. I don't gotcha. do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to ask because like that's I, I that's something I have been de- I I have refused to be on TikTok for forever. Um, but I I apparently that's like the thing we got to do now to kind of keep ourselves why, why? relevant. Why are you refusing? I just I just the the audacity of the app. I'm not a <laughs> I'm not ten years old. You know. I don't wake up with an iPad on my face. You know, it's just, uh, I'm too old, Cartsy. I'm, I'm a boomer to these kids, you know? You know, boomer is a mindset, too. Don't necessarily <laughs> have to be boomer age. Boomer is a mindset. I love it! <laughs> um, but with your expansive career in this kind of, the, the higher end of uh, professional art, I would say, uh, what have been some of your, like, favorite projects that you've gotten to work on? Um, they could have been from, like, any of the companies or just maybe even something that you did personally. Mm-hmm. Um, darn, I wish I could, I wish I could talk about what I was doing earlier, late last year. It's January now. Um, <laughs> um I don't know. The thing is, is like, I'll admit I'm not well versed in football, but there was something about being on Madden that was a lot of fun. Like the t- the kind of people that you work with there probably made it something that I really enjoyed because hmm. um, uh, I think it attracts like a certain type of person. Like my team was so chaotic, but it made every day so much fun. <laughs> but in terms of like like actual content, I do think Destiny is still my favorite thing. And I might be a little biased because it was my first, like, kind of job job, almost. It was your first. Those are always special, you know? Yeah. It's nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, dude, why, how, do, how do you not love the Destiny stuff? You know what I mean? Like, the, the kind of art and cool stuff that comes out of that lore is just, I mean... I, I can get lost scrolling on Google for days if I just search Destiny 2 images, you know? Oh, I know. And I love, like, the mix of sci... It's like sci-fantasy. It's just, um... I don't know. It's like a nice balance of, of having, you know, that techie kind of first-person shooter. Yeah. And you still get to do, like, pretty cloaks and clothes and things. And pretty planets. Yes. It's, it is it is a 100% this sci-fi thing, but it's almost like more of like a uh, like a post-apocalyptic sci-fi thing because yeah. of how the light works and everything and how how we have all this advanced tech, but we're still using like bullets. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't think about like, that part. It's, <laughs> like it, it's, it's cool and like grounded at the same. It's so far off, but it still has some kind of connection to reality so in, in yep. some ways, um, which I, th- I think that's the cool part about it for me. I agree. I agree. It, it's it's addicting too. Playing oh my it, God, it's so hard bro. to stop. Dude, dude. Like I, when I first got the game, I ran through all three expansions in maybe oh like my gosh. two weekends. Like maybe two weekends. Yeah, it was just, wow. I was in there. Yeah, I love the like awoken. The yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I just love the awoken lore because that's what I made my hunter. Mm-hmm. So 
as soon as I made him and then I found out about like the new expansion that's coming in February, the Witch Queen stuff, like it just made me want to play even more because I'm like, I'm like, oh, my character is part of that, you know, race of people. And there's like ties to the, the queen, you know, Mara solve and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. But anyways, back to uh, <laughs> art things, because uh, I mean, we're fine. The, the podcast is called Definitely Not Art Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, do you stream and uh, tell me tell me about your journey <laughs> as a streamer, because that is where. Uh, I actually met you. I just yes. happened to be popping into one of your streams from a, an AG raid, I believe. Um, and that is where we got together and connected. It was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It, honestly, everyone that I've met has been through AG. Um, <laughs> it's like the one connecting everyone. Um, I do stream. I really only stream games and it hasn't been for a little while because I've been so busy. But, um, I consider myself still a very newbie streamer. <laughs> That's okay. We were all there at some point where we're trying to figure out how the camera works. Are we <laughs> even live? Is it actually seeing what I'm drawing? All the all the above. Where is my sound going? Why can't I hear anything? <laughs> oh, you guys can't see anything? I've been streaming for an hour? You should have told me. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that is uh, that's good. That's good. We'll we'll get you up there. We'll get you going. I hope so. I've been here so long. Please, (laughs) I need to get up. Your stuff is so good. Like you should be part. Like you alone should be partnered. And you have the female advantage, Cartsy. I'm telling you, you just gotta just gotta bite the bullet and do the thing. You know, and and get out there and, and make it happen. Bite the bullet. Find something other than voice meter. And then I'll make it happen. <laughs> true. So true. Oh, my God. But anyway, we're going to move on down to the next segment of the show called Talk Yo Shit. But this is the part of the show where we get to talk about pet peeves we might have as artists when it comes to either taking commissions or maybe some uh, jobs that we've taken that didn't quite sit correctly with us. Um, so, like, if somebody asks you for art, because I assume you you get asked to do commissions, Correct awesome um so like what are your biggest turnoffs if someone asks you for an art commission Mm, i've been pretty lucky where most everyone so far has been pretty kind um reaching out to me but there sometimes i will be more reluctant to reply if generally all of the info for some for someone isn't like listed in their email Mm. um you know especially if you know, they're mentioning a studio or something because it's so easy to, like, there's a ton of scams and stuff. You just got to be careful, you know? Yeah. Um, But usually if whoever is reaching out to me has, like, you know, this is me, this is where I'm, studio I work for, this is, you know, my phone number, or this is what I'm working on. Because I have gotten people who are just like, hey, I need art, and, like, that's about it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Bill. I'm sure you do. It's like, I need more yet. info. <laughs> Oh, um, man. I have heard horror stories, though, from some of my freelancing friends, though, um, oh, about yes. some, some crazy freelancing commission stories of people reaching out to them. Yeah. I, I'm glad that you haven't had to have my PTSD, okay? I'm oh, just very, no. I'm very, very glad that you haven't had to experience some of the interactions that I've had to have. You know, it's a blessed oh, life you live, indeed, being under the big studio stuff, kind of. 
having to not dip your toe completely into that realm. But but yeah, that's good, though. That's very good. Um, so really, for you, at least pet peeve, it comes down to like, you know, making sure you have all the information before you commit your time yes. to doing. OK, yes. That yeah. And sometimes that means pushing them for a little bit more info, just because like if they're asking you rates and stuff, but you don't know anything about the project, it's so hard to like properly price yourself. Yeah, for sure. Because it, it could end up being so much work. And at that yeah. point, you should be charging more. Damn. Yeah. You. I mean, that's a solid point. I mean, how, like, do you are, are you like nice? Do you do passive aggressive stuff? Or are you just like, like <laughs> hey, bitch, I need more information before I, I decide to do this commission for you? I'm definitely very aggressive. I do say, hey, bitch, in every single one of my emails. <laughs> <laughs> but usually, oh. usually I'll prompt them to call. Like, I'll try and have a phone call with them because it's just so much easier to hash things out oh my God. through a phone call. Preach. Um, but it's so scary at the same time, having to call clients. True. I, I usually will go the route of, like, hey, let's set up a Google Meet because, like, That's at least idea. then they don't have, like, my phone number, which is fucking weird because I don't know yeah. these people, <laughs> you know? Um, and emails, like, I can make a new email, uh, no problem. But, like, it's such more complicated trying to get like a new phone and phone number because some weirdo keeps being like i want this uh hentai commission and i want you to oh, do it no. now you know what i mean Not like hentai. that's <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but yeah so uh I, I definitely feel you on just just fucking call me man i don't want to exchange emails for a week just like if, if you're down let's talk it out Yep, you got a thread of like 78 emails and they're referencing something from four weeks ago oh just so it's, much easier. It's chaos, man. That happened with some of the children's book stuff that I was on because they just really? couldn't make a decision. And I'm like, dude, what are we doing? Like, I understand it's it's five little Hispanic lads going on an adventure, but like, I don't, I can't draw certain things, or like, there's things that don't make sense to draw in this story. Like, what are we? What are you doing? Do you have an idea of what's going on before you ask me for this project? And more oh, often man. than not, clients will not really know what they want. And that just makes yes. it worse. Oh, my God. Infinitely worse. Oh, yeah. But we survive and we persevere. Exactly, because we're artists. Yeah, and we love what we do. God damn it, we do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so what is the most stressful project you've ever taken on for a commission? And I know artists will always be like, well, every you know everything i do sometimes it's just stressful because i'm trying to grow and i'm trying to like make sure that i'm loving what i'm doing but like was there a project that even with all that you know stuff that we usually have go on with doing a project that you were just like holy shit like this is this is a limit test for me this is like gonna either make me really good or i'm gonna need a padded cell you know Honestly, they're right. Almost every single one is <laughs> stressful. <laughs> but I will say the first, the first like commission project I had ever was probably yeah. the most stressful for me because I had never negotiated a rate before. I had never communicated with a client with check-ins and stuff like that. And not to mention it was an environment which I'm not as good at. Yeah. So the whole thing was like pretty nerve-wracking. Um. And honestly, I wasn't sure, like, you know, if I couldn't complete this, you know, commission, I wasn't sure if I would continue to pursue art. 
just because mm-hmm. I had spent so long trying to get jobs. And now that I had them, it's felt like everything was falling apart because I couldn't even do it. <laughs> but we oh, persevere because the... we're artists. <laughs> we we love it. It's we fine. love it. I'm we fine. say through tears. <laughs> For real, though. Um, but yeah, that can that can be really hard, though, especially when it's your first one. You know what I mean? And you're really trying to to do the the thing. You're like, OK, well, here's my rate. Um, and then then there's other stuff about like pricing yourself for your first oh, yeah. commission. You know what I mean? Like, how did you get through that? Because I know for sure I had no fucking idea like what my art would actually be worth at when I was starting out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. it's really hard it's honestly really hard to price yourself and there was at one point when i had another uh freelance inquiry when i was in la and i accidentally priced myself too high and they ghosted me and i was oh, so no. sad afterwards oh no <laughs> that's but, the nightmare um, oh i know luckily you know something else came up later but um it is a little bit heartbreaking when you know you do get ghosted for the first time but Oof. um pricing yeah it's difficult um, and it was really hard to kind of find a way to price myself in the beginning because when you're first out of school or maybe you've been, um, practicing on your own a lot, you don't really have anyone to compare to or really talk to about, um, you know, prices and stuff. Um, the way I figured it out when I was first getting in, honestly, was talking to other people and genuinely just kind of asking them, be like, Hey what do you charge for your commissions if I can ask that? <laughs> Usually people are open to talking about it. Um, but uh, the other hard part is it's so easy doing art to get taken advantage of because you really, really, really want work. And yeah, for sure. you don't have sure. anything coming in. And you got to kind of drop your rates. Um, but the, yeah, the best way I found to kind of figure out how to price myself in the beginning was talking to other people and then also doing research into kind of the the general wage of the area and kind mm-hmm, of basing okay. it off that um, was the other one. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. Uh, I kind of had, had a similar approach as well. It's more of like I figured out how long it would take me to do X like a print or like you know a comic page like that kind of thing and then once Mm -hmm. i figured out like what my like from what stuff i've accomplished academically which is like a master's degree like what's the base rate for you know an entry-level person with a master's degree and that's kind of how i did my pricing um like last year until i kind of leveled up a little bit now i get to kind of really flex the prices you know what i mean nice Um, nice nice so yeah, like sim- similar thoughts there. Great minds, Carsey. Great minds, right? There. Great that's minds. What, that's what I'm talking about. Um, but I did want to kind of circle back to like another interesting thing that you said, and I, I've had a couple other you know conversations with artists that have been on about that the communication between other freelancers and us as I, th- I think as a, a community of of artists understanding pricing and like how impactful that is like i don't know if you have a, a certain take on it or not but i mean if you do mm-hmm. you know feel free to to spiel if you will <laughs> um i definitely think things like wages and what you're charging for work amongst artists should be talked about a bit more because it really can only in my opinion it can really only help um, um so yeah i'm very much for you know, go ahead and ask me what I'm paid or can I ask you what you're, what you're paid and, you know, communicating with people about it. It's so yeah, secretive. for sure. 
Some people really are, though. And it, it doesn't make sense because ultimately we all lose, right? Yeah. Yeah, because like if, if everybody's getting undercut and no one's willing to have that conversation of being like, hey, dude, what you're doing is like not cool or like you need to be charging more because that affects me at some point because they're, oh, in a, yeah. you know, at some point it does kind of get back to you because if you're as far as like an like a level of art goes, um, if you're similar to somebody, but they're undercutting uh, you buy, you know, 50, 60 bucks uh, a commission, then ultimately you lose because you're either going to continue to not have work because they are undercutting you mm-hmm. or you have to like match down to to their level of uh, what they're asking. And it doesn't, you know, it's just a cycle. It keeps going that way. Definitely. And it's so competitive, too, that there's just a million people who would probably be willing to do the same work for most likely less. So if everyone could, you know, charge what they're worth, then it might uplift kind of what artists could could get paid. So, yeah, absolutely, dude, absolutely. Um, so uh, on the show, uh, obviously we are we have the explicit tag. I think I've told everybody that that's come on because they they always kind of freak out about you know what what they can and can't say or whatever. But, but anyway, uh, we don't kink shame here. So uh, what's like the weirdest commission either someone's asked you for that you've ever taken on uh as far as like art goes um again i'm pretty lucky where i haven't had anything too weird but at the same time i think um i don't know there was one that i it was a request i got for commission that i did find a little strange i won't say who it was or what they were doing but it was um, it was an anthropomorphic poodle that would stream on twitch and i would they were asking, yeah, they were asking for like a, a character design for it for an avatar, and I was like, I cannot draw animals to save my life, much less anthropomorphic animals. It was a, <laughs> it was tiptoeing towards furries, just a little too much for me. Indeed. Definitely, <laughs> definitely not the weirdest thing that I'm sure most people have heard of. But it was my first time being like, I'm almost there. I'm almost to like the the <laughs> persona art. Which could oh, make no. a lot of money, but um, I was trying. I was trying very hard to to get portfolio work, so I ended up turning that one down. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely weird because that is a very specific thing. It was very. That specific. They asked you, <laughs> and that is so weird. At least oh, they man. knew what they wanted. I mean, I guess yeah. Hey, that's that's what we looked for, right? We want direct. And like honest communication about what you want. Although that one was a bit too weird for me. (laughs) (laughs) They said, yes, anthropomorphic Twitch streaming poodle. That's what we want. I was like, good. I'm going to (laughs) pass. Good. What does that even mean? What are you talking about? (laughs) Oh, my God. But anyway, well, we've made it to the uh, segment of the show called Skirtin' in a DeLorean. Uh, Cartsy, we're going to gun it to 88 and never look back. I don't know if you get that reference, but I hope you do. Um, <laughs> do you? Do you? I don't think I do. God damn it, dude. Stop making me feel old. Just oh, just know no. that it's Back to the Future. Just know it. Okay. Well, that, that's partially on me. I've never seen Back to the Future, and I should have. What, so. do, you, what do you mean you've never seen Back to the Future? Surely I you've just... seen the posters for it because it's great artwork no listen i like i watched indiana jones for the first time like last year i'm way behind on films my god i know yeah Uh, i know (laughs) 
I don't even. Can we sign off? Are we good? We got. We got. We got enough, right? We're good. We can just. <laughs> we can just dip. All right. Great. I'm so sorry. Great. My. Well, no. My tech on staff here is just. It's. He. He's actually dying inside. I can see it. Oh, it's in God, his eyes. No. Yeah. You've. You've murdered him from your lack of cinema knowledge. Next on the list is Predator, so like I'll get there eventually. Dear God, you haven't seen the first Predator, Carsey, dude. I'm so sorry, my guy. You oh, anyway, I'm gonna lose it. Anyway, uh, so what would you have told your younger art self about maybe beginning an art career or like a freelance career of that kind of nature, something along the lines of being an independent artist? So if you can just like picture yourself, like there's. There's a little Cartsy. She's she's standing on this road here. She's got her little paint brushes and like a, a sketch pad. She's about to go on this super long journey with of of art. Uh, what would you have told her before she got started? Charge more. Charge more for your art. <laughs> Charge if you more can. for your art. If you can. Absolutely. Um, I think oh, gosh, paint more in your free time would be the other one. Okay. I definitely don't spend as much of my free time as I should practicing art. Gotcha. So locking up those uh, those fundamentals, if you will. Yes. Yes. Practice yeah. the basics again. God, please. <laughs> For the love of God, guys, if you don't start practicing the basics, I'm going to hunt you down and John Wick you. That is a promise. All right. That's absolutely terrifying. It is, but I mean it, art babies. Get it down, understand it, and charge more money for what you're doing. You're Please. worth more. You're worth it. You're fucking worth it, okay? <laughs> god damn it. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, you, so you're, you know, obviously where you uh, have to do most of your art um, for money uh, your your time is especially money because you're working with like big guns. So, what are some resources that you love to use that um, either help you kind of get things done faster, or like if you're working on a commission, where are some places that you've had success selling your art that you've made? You know those kinds of things. Um, when it comes to getting jobs, I've had the most luck um, networking. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically networking in person, which I know is, you know, these times very difficult. Um, Wait, what are you saying? I have to, <laughs> I have to talk to people. Oh, it's terrible. I what? Hate it. <laughs> but it's led, it's, it has led to some jobs. Like if you have the flexibility and you have the opportunity to get to GDC, I think it's well worth it. Lightbox might even be better now, but I've never been to Lightbox. But, gotcha. um, and what are and, those just in case there's some, you know, layman's out there, maybe just catching this podcast out on a on a whim? Yeah, like conferences and conventions for video games and art or ah, things gotcha. you're interested in. Another really good one is if you're in the area, there's a game dev drink up sometimes. Ooh. You know, of course, when when things are better. But, um, you know, there's a yes, a game dev drink up where a bunch of developers from studios nearby will get together that's where it, when I was in LA, I was able to network a bit um, with some of the studios there in Santa Monica and Los Angeles. Um, so there might be opportunities lurking there if you're willing to go. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Because you're you're based in uh, Cali, right? That's kind of where you're you're West Coast oriented, correct? 
Yes, yes. I'm in Vancouver gotcha. right now, but I yeah, I'm mostly West Coast. Oh, super duper. Now, don't get run over by a caribou, eh? You gotta be <laughs> careful out there. Jeez Louise. The big worry right now is flooding, but yes, I have walked outside and looked over my shoulder to make sure there's no bears or caribou. No, oh, excellent, excellent. Because, you know, those things are nasty, man. They'll get you. Those caribous will get you. Yeah, keep your eye out. Super duper. It's <laughs> a really oh, good accent. I did, you know. It is what, well, I mean, I mean I'm Midwest, so it's kind of just, you know, Canadian light sometimes, mm, you know. Yep. But. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Um, but those are those are excellent points to bring up. And obviously we're in, you know, the the times that we're in, you know, but yeah. Um, but yeah, if you have opportunities to meet people, I think that's that's easily the best way other than spamming emails or trying to um, slide in people's DMs, because it's just when you get to talk to people, it's so much more personable. You know, what I mean, there's that connection mm-hmm. there. Um and we have similar things around kind of where I'm at, too, in Missouri. There's, like, drink and draws where you can go to a bar and play some arcade games and just a bunch of people that are creating stuff and they collaborate, and it's awesome. So, um, yeah, get out there, guys and gals. Yeah, the first time's the scariest, definitely. Um, another networking thing that I figured out that helped me a lot was um, approaching it more like making friends or being curious about what other people are doing versus explicitly approaching them for jobs. Gotcha. sometimes when i'd be like yeah i'm looking for jobs they would kind of close off um and it would be a bit more difficult building relationships with people but um yeah definitely game dev drink up is a great one because there's locations um kind of across the u.s and sometimes internationally too to meet with developers that's what's up that is what's up oh my god well, Cartsy, we have we have done it. We have performed the podcast action, and we did it for zero dollars. By the way, I, this this cost me nothing to make this podcast. I don't know if you knew that. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I do it for free. You know what I mean? Because I love everybody, and I love the people. You know, real entrepreneur, if you will. But uh, it's possible because of podcast dot com. It's the uh, best place to host your podcast because it gets your podcast out on the internet with optimized search engine capabilities, so that way it's easier to find you on, like, Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, all the little things that you don't think about. They have uh, unlimited storage, uh, which I I don't know if you knew, but, like, SoundCloud, you heard of SoundCloud, surely, living in L.A. and whatnot. Oh, yes, I have heard of SoundCloud. I'm not that deep under a rock. As somebody's walked up to you and be like, hey, bro, check out my SoundCloud, you know what I mean? But anyway, if you try to host your podcast on there, at some point they're going to be like, hey, bro, you don't got any space. And that's that sucks because you're like, damn, I need more space because I need more episodes. Not with podcast.com. Unlimited storage uh, all day. You can upload for 20 years. They don't care. So that's why we use it. Anyways, uh, <laughs> where can people find you if you are on the Internet ever? Uh, do you get it like a Twitter? Do you got an Instagram? You know, what are your handles, if you will? Uh, I do have Twitch and Instagram under my my uh, username Cartsy, and uh, I'm also on ArtStation under Ooh. my full name Christine. Okay, all right, and those will obviously be linked below in the description. Um, you can find me on Twitch, Instagram, Facebook at Art by Jalen, and on uh, Twitter at Jalen Holston. So thank you all for coming by and hanging out with Cartsy and I. Cartsy, thank you so much for coming on the show. 
course, lovely thank getting you to talk to you. Me. Yeah. We're gonna have to get the disaster artist back together and do another uh, amazing draw pile for you to make a TikTok out of because that oh was my God. an absolute delight. And uh, that was so much fun. Gonna have to figure out a way to get some drinking involved in that as well to make it even more fun, for sure. That is gonna be an absolute disaster. Oh yes, that's that's one that's one planning on. You know what I mean? That's what we're going for. <laughs> we gotta make Tommy Wiseau proud, bro. We gotta do it. <laughs> you know. Oh my gosh. But anyways, we'll check you back next week, listeners, and you all have a good one.